welcome to His Church Owensboro Podcast. We are so excited about what God is doing in your life, and we would love to hear from you. Visit us at hischurch.cc and let us know about all of the things that God is doing in your life. If you have been blessed by this podcast and would consider supporting us financially, please visit hischurch.cc and click on Give to see the many options available. Thank you for joining us. We hope this message blesses you. Well, let's give Jesus one more hand clap, just one more time today. And uh, I'd like you to give all of our other campuses a big hand clap for joining with us right now. What's up? Dumas, Texas, Henderson, Kentucky, Amarillo, Texas. We love you. We're glad you're with us. One big family today. I'm excited to be back. Last week, Jesse and I, we don't miss many Sundays from preaching. We preach pretty much around uh, the calendar all year long, and we took one Sunday off last week and didn't preach to anybody, although Jesse still was witnessing to people and mama and kids all around the world, and I'm like, I'm acting like I don't even see them this week. They're on their own. Jesus is going to help them this week, right? So we had a great time, and she sends her love today. You'll see her very soon. Uh, I'm excited. I'm back. I'm fresh. I'm ready to go, and I got a word from the Lord for you, and uh, we're going to pick up today Mind Monsters Part 2, and and I really appreciate all of our campus pastors ministering to y'all last week. Let's give the campus pastors a hand clap, Pastor Patrick, Pastor Jordan, Pastor Frank. We love you guys. Appreciate your influence and your help and love for the house of God. And what they started talking to you about last week was the concept of mind monsters. And what is a mind monster, right? It was it was around Halloween. It's when all the scary shows are up on TV. I don't know if any of y'all stayed awake for two days and watched all the Friday the 13th uh, sequels and series. And that kind of stuff's kind of coming out in the movies again, the ones from when I was a kid. And uh, I had a mother that, that uh, she may be in the room. She'll be her this service or next service. When I was a kid, she wouldn't hardly let me watch any scary movies. She, she, she was a good mother. She's like, no, no. But when mom left town, dad would let us watch anything that we wanted to. And I can, I can remember being like nine years old watching Stephen King's It with dad. And dad's like, don't tell your mom I'll let you watch this, all right? All right, now, I, I didn't, but I didn't sleep until I was about 17 years old when I started sleeping again. And uh, I, I still hate clowns to this day. And, and it's kind of, um, mind monsters are like this. It it could be fear. It could be anxiety. It could be feelings of self-worth. It could be thinking you don't measure up. It could be depression. It could be anything, thinking that you'll never uh, accomplish. It's that negative invader in your mind. It's that voice that runs opposite to the voice of God. And wherever God's word says you tells you you can, mind monsters come and tell you you can't, right? When God's word tells you that you'll possess, that lying voice in your mind, that mind monster comes and tells you you'll never possess. When God's word tells you you'll be anxious for nothing, that mind monster tells you, man, big trouble's coming, right? Whenever God's word tells you the skies are blue, come on, that mind monster will try to tell you the sky is falling. So if you're going to have a positive Christian life, you have to learn to control your soul. You have to learn to control those mind monsters. How many of y'all want to win the war for the mind? I want to win the war. Come on, let's give God a hand clap. I want to win the war for my mind. I learned years ago that in a Christian life and living a successful Christian life, which is the blessed life, 
the Jesus-following life, right? It's the life of the fruit of the Spirit, the life of the Beatitudes, the life of a Christian witness. That's what I'm talking about when I talk about a successful Christian life. How do you win that war? Is that war in your spirit? Is that war in your body? Where is that war out? All right, where's the war fought out is, is the question. And uh, Paul would, would be the apostle to the Gentile world. And Paul wrote 66% of the New Testament. You know about the great apostle Paul. Was a, a genius of a man. He studied at the feet of Gamaliel, who was one of the highest Jewish scholars of his day. And then he loved the Jewish people. Paul said this about himself. He said, man, I would give up my life and be cut off, be accursed, if the Jewish nation could be saved. Loved the Jews that much. He loved them so much, you know what God did for him? He sent him to the Gentile world instead of the Jewish world. Isn't that inter interesting? People always say, hey, follow your passion and you'll, you'll be right in the will of God. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe your passion is Kentucky basketball and God will send you as an apostle to the Louisville Cardinals and I'll be praying for you, you know. I don't know how it works out. It could work different ways. See, it's about the call of God. It's not about our choice. Can I get an amen out there? Let me say it again. It's about the call of God. It's not about our choice. Can I get an amen out there? Let me say it one more time. It's about the call of God, not about our choice. Can I get an amen out there? So Paul loves the Jews. God sends him to the Gentiles. And so he learns to speak the language of the Gentiles. When in Rome, you don't necessarily do as the Romans, but you better learn to minister to Romans. Amen. Uh, so here's how the, the Greeks saw us as people. How they saw you as a human. How they saw the split of life that you had. They saw you as a trichotomy of a person. That's three parts. The Greeks thought that we were three different parts, spirit, soul, and body, all right? Everybody say spirit, now say soul, now say body, all right? Now, Paul talked about it like this, the spirit of a man is the eternal part of a man. Let me ask you a question, how many of you have called on Jesus, you believe Jesus is Messiah, raise your hand right now, all right, your spirit, say this out loud, say, my spirit is born again, Come on, you're born again now. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit in your spirit. It's wall-to-wall -wall Holy Spirit. That spirit is the eternal part of man. Then the Greeks saw the second part of you, they called the soul. And the soul was the mind, the will, or the emotions. It's the thinking part of man. Really, it's the mind. It's where the inner voice comes in. How many of you know that when your spirit's talking to you, it's very different than when your mind is talking to you? Right? How many ever have your mind tell you something like, it's all over? And your spirit says, greater is he who's in you than he that is in the world. Right? How many ever had your mind say, that's cancer? And your spirit said, no, by his stripes, I'm healed. Right? You, your mind might say, it's all over. And your spirit says, no, there's resurrection power. If they kill me, God will raise me up in the end. Come on, somebody. Huh? See, the spirit's very different than the mind. You gotta learn to discern what is the spirit and what is the mind. And so the third part of us is the body. And uh, I'll ask you a question. Whenever you got born again, whenever you said yes to Jesus, how many of y'all's body immediately changed for the better? I mean, I got born again immediately. I got this six pack right here. I got this Fabio like hair up here, you know, I'm rolling with. Got it all. No, no, my body didn't change when I got born again. My body stayed exactly the same. As a matter of fact, my body's gotten way worse since I got born again. 
got born again in 98 and things are looking down if I look at it from just a physical standpoint. But I know this in the future. Come on, our bodies are going to be totally restored. The Bible says we're going to get a glorified body in heaven and you're going to have that Fabio hair, I declare it, in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, somebody give God a hand clap. We're going to get a better looking body in heaven. Amen? No more need for Photoshop. No more lying on Instagram. No more pics from you in 82. It's all, you're not going to need it in heaven, all right? So, all right, our spirit is already born again. And the second part of us, our bodies are going to be glorified. And right now, if you want to win a war for a successful Christian life, the war is won in your mind. Come on, turn to your neighbor and just tell them, it's in your mind, it's in your mind, it's in your mind, it's in your mind, it's in your mind. It's in your mind. Can I get an amen out there? Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Let me show you this is the scripture that God really used way back in the day to change and shape and pave my path for my Christian life. Um, I was a kid without a lot of direction and a lot of trouble in life. And a pastor, Pastor David Brown, out in Amarillo, Texas, he took me in and got me uh, working in the church. I was born again, touched by the power of God. But then he knew, he was wise enough to know, the only staying power I would have is if I learned to think different than I'd thought before. He knew that I had to change the way I would think. Because see, that, that fights for your mind and that monster that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That enemy, which is the inner me, most of the time, it's not the devil, it's not his angels, it's not a fallen horde, it's the inner me or the enemy. You gotta learn to think different with that mind if you're gonna win. So what he would do is he would put me in a room back then with a cassette tape recorder. I don't know if you remember what a cassette tape looked like. Many of you do, some of the kids don't, but how many of y'all love, I'd still love to have a good mixtape and flip that tape over. That'd be fun, take me back. But I had some tapes from a pastor by the name of Pastor Casey Treat. He's a pastor out in the Pacific Northwest in Seattle, and he wrote, and the majority of his teaching life was about renewing your mind. And Pastor Casey's corner text for what he taught me back then what was Romans 12, 1 and 2. If you have your Bible on you, I want you to open it up to Romans 12. Romans chapter 12. And we'll go to verses 1 and 2. And here's what it says. Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren... By the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Isn't it interesting that he says, present your body, present your life as a living sacrifice, right? You know what a sacrifice is? It's something that died on the altar in service to God. He said, we're not to die on the altar, but we're to live on the altar, to, to be the living dead. And then he says, that's just a reasonable sacrifice. How many know if Jesus died for us and all of our sin, and all of that is washed and wiped away, and now we're going to heaven and we're not going to hell, and all of those handwritings that were against us have been nailed to the tree. Now, whatever he asks us for, it's not unreasonable. It is a reasonable sacrifice, and I will gladly lay my life on his altar. Can I get an amen out there? It's just reasonable. He said, present yourself a living sacrifice, which is your reasonable service. And here's down to where we're, where we're going to teach. He says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. 
He says this, do not be conformed to this world. Come on, let's say this out loud. Say, I will not be conformed to this world. See, the mind monsters come in through conforming to the world's way of thinking. You have to make a choice in your life, am I going to think like the world thinks or am I going to think like the Word of God thinks? And it's a choice you don't just make once, you got to make it every day. Will I be influenced by the world or will I be influenced by the Word? Come on. And he says this, don't be conformed to this world. See, it's our nature as humans, humans to conform. It really is. As fallen humans, it really is our nature to conform. Even those that claim to be nonconformists, they are conforming to some subculture or some group of humanity, right? You know, in 1996, I went out to Colorado State University and enrolled in college there. This kid that grew up right here in western Kentucky, Commonwealth of Kentucky. Come on, I love the bluegrass state. How many of you are thankful to be from the state of Kentucky? Greatest state in the union, I believe. I love home. So I was, I was a kid from Kentucky, right? Still a Kentucky boy. And uh, wherever I go, people ask me, where in the world are you from? They hear it in my accent. And I say, I'm from Kentucky, and I'm proud of it. And, uh, but I went out to Colorado State, and I got there. And, you know, I, I, I kind of dressed different than most of the kids there. Because I had on Wranglers and boots and, and uh, was raised in the stockyards and uh, always had on a, a polo. I always wore like a golf shirt or an iron uh, button-down shirt. And I got out there in Colorado, and it was kind of the hippie thing was coming in, right, to that kind of deal. And I never grew dreadlocks or started wearing Grateful Dead shirts or anything like that. But when I was out there, I looked around, I started wearing corduroy pants. That's what they all wore. I started wearing hiking boots. I got fleeces, and I started wearing them. Why did I do that? Well, all the kids in school had them on, right? Plus, you didn't have to starch corduroys and fleeces like you had to starch those Wranglers, right? It's a lot of work to get that crease on those Wranglers. And those Wranglers hurt, by the way. I've quit wearing them now. So that's, a lot, that's a lot of pain. I've just gotten to, I've gotten to, I've been working on my plus-size modeling career too long to wear those Wranglers anymore. So, so I had those cords on. I had that fleece on. And why was I dressing like that? Well, it was the environment I was in. It was starting to conform. Think about the most, some of the most rugged symbols of American individualism. The American biker, right? Plays by his own rules. Think about those guys. Now, I have a lot of friends that are, that are bikers. I used to run with a lot of them. And uh, go out to Sturgis, to the big biker rally, and look around. How will they be dressed? Everybody's got on jeans, Right? Everybody's got on a black T-shirt. Everybody's got on a black leather vest, right? I'm a golfer. Go out to the country club. Look around. Everybody's got on khaki pants. Everybody's got on the, the polo shirt. See, in some way, we're all conforming to some outfit. And the same thing starts to happen spiritually. It happens naturally because how we are as humans. It happens spiritually by the people we're around. Because I'm telling you, the people that you run with and walk with and hang with, their spirit, their attitude, their DNA, their worldview, it starts to get off on your life. So you better be sure that you're rolling with the right people because if not, the wrong kind of concepts are going to get into your mind. And it's not who you are alone by your DNA or your call that will make you. Your mind is going to make you or break you. You better guard it at all costs. Come on, somebody give God a hand clap if you believe it. You guard your mind, you can lift 
your life. Guard your mind, you can lift your life. Guard your mind, you can lift your life. Amen? You have to stay where you are to be like this next year. It can get better. How's it going to get better? The, the war is for your mind. Do not be conformed to this world. Man, we've got so much bad thinking, mind monsters, stinking thinking. Some of it comes to us as kids. Some of you were raised in households where you can't do that. You'll never be that. Come on, we're not those kind of people. We don't, we don't, we don't get that in life. And it didn't matter what you wanted to do, they pushed that thing down, pushed that thing down, pushed that dream down until you forgot how to dream. God sent me here today to wake that dream up on the inside of you, to tell you you can, to tell you that you're able, to tell you that greater is he who's in you than he that is in the world, to tell you that there's resurrection power on the inside of you. I'm telling you there's a greater one living on the inside of you than anybody in the world. You can overcome that mind monster. You can rise, you can live, you can be blessed. Come on. God can use you supernaturally. Says this, he says, do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we're not gonna conform, right? So let me ask you a question. How do we figure out if we're conforming to the world's way of thinking? Pastor, how do I, how do I figure out if I have mind monsters that are really controlling me and owning me and getting too much of me? Well, you can tell if a, if a mind monster's been around or anything's been around. Let me ask you a question. How do you tell if the birds have been in the trees over the deck? How do you know? He might not be there anymore, but you knew he was there, right? Right? How do you know? Well, there's bird droppings, right? And what I call mind monsters is I call them demon droppings is what I call them, right? Well, the demon might not be there, but the droppings are certainly here. He's been here recently. I've gotten to preach up in Alaska a couple of times, right outside of Anchorage, Wasilla, Daniel Bracken was with us and preached out at that tent meeting the other night. Come on, let's give Pastor Daniel a hand clap. If you're watching, he watches this service a lot. We love you, Pastor Daniel. One of the strongest men of God in the state of Alaska, building the largest church building in Alaska right now. I love him. Man of God, strong, tough, prophetic. He's, uh, he, he's quite a man. But uh, I was preaching up there for him. They got me in a cabin. And uh, a lot of times when you go to preach somewhere for somebody, they'll be nice to you. We do that. It's our custom. If I'm bringing a preacher here, I'm going to get them a good room, right? We're going to bless them. We're going to put all kinds of good things to eat and drink in their room, right? You want to bless the man of God. That way God's flow comes to you from his life. I do that for all of us. And uh, when I go to Daniel's place, he puts me up in a nice cabin, and he takes care of me, does all that. Here's the odd custom that I'd never received when I preached out somewhere before. Before he left my room, he said, oh, by the way, Brian, here's a 357 Magnum, all right? It's got, a, it's got a holster to go around your neck. He says, when you come out of this cabin, you want to have it on, and you want to look around, keep your head on a swivel. And I'm like, what's a cartel up here? He said, no, not the cartel. There, there are grizzlies up here. Grizzlies. And he says they can outrun you, they can outswim you, they can outclimb you, they can outsmell you, right? They got you. They don't call them grizzlies, they call them grizz, is what they call them. And he says if one comes at you, you, your best chance with this gun is to shoot him in the shoulder. Don't stop shooting. You just, once you start shooting, you keep shooting, man. And I'm like, holy moly. I'm like praying in tongues before I walk out of the cabin in the morning. I'm doing the sign of the cross. I'm, I'm trying it all, man. I'm, going, I'm sprinting to that van. I'm getting out of here. And uh, how do you know if a grizzly's been around? Well, you see, it's, you see it's droppings, right? And those guys know what to look for if they live up there. 
rugged men, tough people. And they're looking around. All right, how do you know if a mind monster is getting better, better, the best part of you? Start to see its droppings. Where will its droppings be found? It'll be found by what you say out of your mouth. What do you say out of your mouth? What words are coming out of my mouth? It's a window into my mind. It's a window into my heart. It's a window into my life. The Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of your life. Come on, the Bible says, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil things. All right, what am I bringing forth out of my mouth? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And how many of y'all have ever caught yourself saying things you were embarrassed that you said out loud? How many of you ever said something you wouldn't have never said in front of your children only to walk around the corner in seven-year-old chapel? I'm telling myself right now. I was looking right at me, right? And I'm like, oh, my Lord. It's a window into my soul. Something coming out of my mouth that does not line up with the Word of God tells me that I have an issue in my heart or in my mind that I need to correct. And that never ends. How many of you saints that have been around uh, more years than me would agree with me that that's an issue that never ends? You have to keep on working on till Jesus comes back. Come on. Y'all give God a hand clap. How many of y'all think we all need to work on that for the rest of our life? Amen. We need to keep working, keep working, keep working, keep working. So how do we do it? Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Transform. You know what that word means in the, in, the, in the Greek? That word in the Greek is metamorphosis. It's where we get that metamorphosis idea. Be transformed. Go through a metamorphosis. What a lot of us need is a metamorphosis in our life, right? We're going from being a caterpillar, come on, to something that flies higher, from something that crawls to something that soars, The only way you do that is you have to go through a metamorphosis, through the renewing of your mind. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Go through a metamorphosis. Go through a cocoon state. You know, there are seasons in my life, I've been through some strong ones, where I knew it's time to go through another transformation. It's time to go through another metamorphosis. And so what I do whenever I get there is I try to cocoon myself out of everything that might influence me in the wrong way, right? I'm not one of the preachers that says never watch a movie, never listen to the radio. Listen, I go to concerts, I watch movies, I read books. I'm not that kind of guy. But I know there's a time you need to turn off all of these voices and tune into the voice that matters. Can I get an amen out there? If I keep all these voices in, a lot of times they're feeding us something dark, When was the last time you turned on 96STO? I know a lot of y'all don't even listen to radio anymore. I'm aging myself. But heard a positive message like never, right? When was the last time you, you turned on HBO and got a positive message? Never. When was the last time you went to the movie theater and got a positive message? I, it's been a long time, right? I'm sure there's something. And I go like twice a week, so I'm not getting on to you. Pray for me, all right? Pray for me. But, but there's a time you better turn that off. And you better turn on what matters. Now I'll tell you what matters. What matters is the Word of God. 
What matters is what is written. What matters is the 66 books of that leather-bound Bible that you have at home on your coffee table. That's what matters. And if you'll turn your life on to that, I'm telling you, you'll be renewed, you'll be changed, your life will go up, uh, uh, you'll become more like Jesus, you'll become a greater witness, and you'll have a better Christian influence. Come on, let's not be conformed to this world. Let's be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Let's walk like Jesus, talk like Jesus, Live like Jesus. Come on, move like him and go up and represent him well in life. Let me give you just a couple more scriptures to show you the power of the word of God. And I'm going to close. And then I'm going to uh, dismiss the campuses in one moment. And I'm going to talk just to Owensboro for a moment. So don't go anywhere. I want to I talk to Owensboro. But here, here's, what, here's what the Bible says. The Bible says this, Joshua 1.8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate in it day and night. Come on, talks about the Bible, renewing your mind with the Word of God. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it. What does it mean to meditate? How do I renew my mind? I meditate in the Word of God. What does it mean to meditate? To mutter, utter, and repeat. I get a scripture, I walk with it, and I say it out loud again and again and again. I'll take one scripture sometimes, and I'll say it for 25 minutes. Just that one scripture to myself trying to get that scripture down into my spirit, right? Meditate in it day and night that you may observe it according to all that is written in it for then you will make your way prosperous. Come on, then you will make your way prosperous. Y'all come on out and play the piano for me. Then, then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. Does anybody out there want to have good success in your life? How do you do it? Come on, you meditate in the word of the living God. Hebrews 1.3 says this, Therefore, holy brothers and sisters, who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus. Fix your thoughts on Jesus. Take control of your mind. Fix your thoughts on Jesus. Right? Not what the media said, not what the paper said, not what the co-worker said. Fix your thoughts on Jesus. I love that. Whom we acknowledge as our apostle and our high priest. Ephesians 4, 21 through 24. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former content, conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. My prayer is that we would be renewed in the spirit of our minds as a people. Amen. Would you stand up on your feet with me? Come on, I'm going to pray Then campus pastors are going to come at every campus. They're going to come and close out the service minister to you. I'm so excited. Hey, I want us just to close our eyes for one second under, under the sound of my voice. And if you're out there and you say, Pastor, here's what I need. I need to get renewed in the spirit of my mind. I can tell I got some mind monsters. I got some stinking thinking. I got some, I got some issues in my mind. I need to learn to control my soul. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose to go through a metamorphosis today. I'm choosing today to turn off some of the stuff that's influencing me the wrong way and to amp up the things that are going to influence me in the right way, like by the Bible reading, listening to my favorite preacher, Pastor Brian Gibson. I'm going I'm I'm to do some stuff like that. I'm going to spend more time in prayer and worship. Huh? Get my mind renewed. Come on, how many out there say, Pastor, I need, I, need, I need to renew my mind with the word of the living God right, right now. I need an emphasis on that. Spirit of God's talking to me. Just lift your hand. It's many of us. I'm included in that. Come on, I'm a preacher. 
And I'm included in that. All right, come on, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. Father, I pray right now that we would not be conformed to this world. Lord, we take that mold the world's tried to put on us, that mind monster, and we break it by the power of the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And now we declare and we decree that we're not conformed to this world, but we're going to be renewed in the spirit of our mind by the word of the living God. Lord, let that old thinking go. Let new thinking rise up. Come on, let that battle be won for the mind, for the mind, for the mind. Our mind's going higher. Our life's going higher. Come on. Our family's going higher. Our marriages are going higher. Our, our, our ability to finance the kingdom's going higher. Our Christian witness is going higher. We declare we're going higher together because we have a brand new mind in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Now, come on, let's give all of our, our His Church people a big hand clap. Watch them with us today. We love you. God bless you.